Welcome to the big guys. It's episode 11. I'm back from Orlando. We got a lot to talk about, Ryan. We got college hoops. We got this week in the world. We've got Ryan's random thoughts. We got NASCAR. We got some Tony golf. We've got the fattest thing we've done this week. Um, and we got some we got some stuff to talk about today. I'm excited. A lot to talk about. Um, is there some kickback? Are you hearing an echo on your end? No, I have no echo. All right, perfect, perfect. My audio is a little choppy. Uh, we had a snowstorm here. I had power go out, so my my Wi-Fi has been a little funky. So I'm I'm on the iPad tonight. But sounded good. All right, very cool, very cool. This hat looks electric on this fucking this this on the video. I I, I love these Bay Hill hats, man. But, yeah, I know. I wanted I wanted so badly for you to bring. I saw someone else get one last year, and I'm like. Oh, and then I didn't even put the two and two together. Like, Tones are right now. He could get me one. And then I saw you brought one home. I was like, God damn it. You should have texted me, dude. I could I could have spent $6,000 in there, mostly because yeah. everything is $6,000. But the other reason, just because there's a bunch of cool stuff. I, I got some hats. Um, you know, a lot of the clothes aren't fat guy friendly clothes. There's like a whole bunch of designs and umbrellas, and it makes you look fatter. So I didn't really yeah. I didn't like anything in that sense. But... Ryan, let's talk about some college hoops. Man, because it's been fucking crazy. We all know Zero Dark Tony. We had an unbelievable college gambling run. And then it just, it, it, it was followed by the biggest collapse you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> but March Madness is going to be wild this year. Saturday was nuts. Just, just, to, just to kind of outline some things. We had Iowa State beat Baylor, Seton Hall beat Providence, AM beat Bama, Kentucky beats Arkansas, Auburn beats Tennessee, Marquette barely beats St. John's, West Virginia comes up with a huge, huge win against Kansas State. I think West Virginia is in now. We'll get into that a little bit later. Oklahoma over TCU, Texas has a huge win over Kansas, Duke over UNC. The ACC is garbage, but still that. UConn looks like a real team. UCLA over Arizona. We've got bubble teams left and right. It was a wild weekend. Michigan has a real tough fucking loss again in overtime to Indiana. What did you take away from college hoops, Ryan? How was how was your college hoop weekend? I um, was dealing with a sick family, so I didn't play much college hoops, but I did catch all the scores. And my takeaway is just like just like you said, this tournament anything can happen like it's part of the reason why i like that i have so many outrights that are just you know not all of them will get in but most of them will and then i kind of like having so many darts because these teams are pretty unpredictable right now so it's going to make for a fun first round i was thinking about you the other day because you have iowa state at 100 to 1 and i was a state who i was iowa state is a team who's kind of just just they were bleeding out, man. They looked so bad for a while. And you're like, what's going on here? They had a huge win against Kansas State on the road. Or I'm sorry, a huge win against uh, Baylor on the road. And they're just a team now, too. The Big 12, here's what I worry about. They're so good. Do, do they really care about the Big 12 tournament? How, how hard are these guys going to go? Because – you're talking about four or five ranked teams that are going to be in this thing. I, I wonder how much the conference championship 
beats these guys up going into March Madness. I wonder how much a Kansas, a Baylor, you know, a Texas even gives a fuck about the Big 12. So, you know, you look for a team like an Oklahoma State to try and make a run in the Big 12 and sneak in the tournament. I think the I think the championship games are going to be wild this uh, this week too, uh, but I'm looking twelve to the, I'm looking forward to the Big Twelve matchups. It was just a crazy week of basketball, honestly. Yeah, so Saturday, what what an awesome slate! I didn't look, I did look at tonight, and I was like, man, that's gross. So I stayed away from tonight, <laughs> but uh, we'll I'll look at um, tomorrow, and you know, I want to play some of these games. Can't just let them go all. Tomorrow we got some better stuff looking right now, so I think we should be in there tomorrow night. No, for sure. I, a couple of a couple of things I wanted to talk about. There were some teams that we have been talking about all year long. West Virginia being one of them, uh, Maryland being one of them, uh, Texas being another one, and Indiana being another one. These are four teams we've been saying for a while now. We think they can make a run. Uh, Indiana, obviously, they're the 15th best team in the country, maybe maybe a top 10 team in the country. Trace Jackson Davis, <clears throat> um, just another monster game against Michigan. And they're a team who has all, all, the, all the weapons, too. Shafino's a bad dude who can score on the outside, on the perimeter. Indiana just looks like a team to me who I think, uh, depending on the draw and selection Sunday, I think Indiana is getting better and looking good going into tournament time. Um, and Texas, Texas with a huge, huge win over, you could argue, you know, probably the best team in the country is probably Kansas or everyone's number one consensus pick this, this March is maybe Kansas. They go in there and they beat them. So the thing's wide open. I really think it's been impressive what Texas has been able to do ever since Beard has been gone. Um, and you have Auburn beating up Tennessee and, and they, Auburn was a bubble team too. And that's a huge win for them. Selection Sunday got a whole lot harder because of Saturday. Um, what what conference championship are you looking forward to the most? I know the yeah, big Auburn. I got. I have Auburn at one hundred and twenty to one as well. And I thought they were. You know, look back a couple weeks ago. I thought they weren't even going to make it. Like they're just that was just a dead outright. But now it's like, now maybe they're back. I don't know. Like that's that's what I mean. It's. I do think because the SEC is such trash, it'll make the games fun to watch. Like that that conference tournament will be up in the air. Tennessee is very extremely fraudulent in my eyes. I don't I don't well, like Tennessee. And you have Alabama. Alabama, I know Alabama just lost um to AM, but they're still they're still a really good basketball team. But that's just how good the Big 12 is. I mean I think Oklahoma beat them by like fucking 10. Oklahoma yeah. and, and then you got Texas Tech who's a good team. They just had some injuries and things like that. Front to back that conference is just stacked. Yes, Their strength and schedule this year has been insane. Like, yeah, it, it is insane, and they're that all is, like top thirty strength of schedule. <laughs> that is something that I really will be paying attention. How who's 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 really going at it this Big Twelve championship? Because you know, I can see there might be some value in betting in Iowa State and Oklahoma State. One of these teams who could probably use. Uh, you know, maybe not so much Iowa State now after the after the win they just had, but um, I just don't see a Texas, a Kansas, a Baylor. They're already in. They're already probably going to be top seeds. I just don't see them killing themselves in this thing, you know. So you might find some value in one of these middle of the pack teams, uh, you know, shifting conferences to the Big East. I think I'm going to take a flyer on Providence to to win the big to bit to win the Big East. I know a lot of people are betting Villanova because there's some value there. 
I like Providence to make a run. Have you looked at any Big East stuff? Yeah, I like Providence too. They're another one that I got at 100 to 1. Um, so definitely a team that I've been looking at for a while now. Um, yeah, I, I like that because same thing, like UConn's been up and down all year. They're playing better as of late. Uh, but even Xavier's had some pretty terrible losses. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's wide open in there. And then you got a team like Marquette who's on top of the whole entire uh, conference in the Big East, and they had a scare with St. John's who – I don't know if there's speculation of Patino going there, but I heard some rumblings just, you know, on different podcasts and different articles. I think enough time might have passed with Patino's out in Iona getting things done. Uh, you know, might be a nice little spot for him, St. John's, to land and make them a little bit more relevant, get some kids to go there. But they they played their hearts out against Marquette. Marquette ends up, ends up getting it done. I think UConn's real. I think UConn's yeah. real. Um, I think you guys have been playing some of their best basketball over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I said I want to take a shot on Providence, and, you know, part of that is the ass-kicking that has got by Seton Hall. I mean, I had that game. Seton Hall hung, like, fucking beat them by, like, 30. And uh, I see Providence bouncing back, and they they got guys who who can – they're tournament guys, good guards. Um, what's his name? Bynum there. He's, he's, a, he's a stud, number four, and – um, I like I like to see what they're up to. Yeah, Providence, Providence, and UConn have already beaten Marquette this year. So um, it's not like Marquette's just running through these guys. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it, I think that proves that it's wide open right there. Yeah, one other game we'll touch on too is my Michigan Wolverines. It's just been heartbreak city the last couple of games. First against Illinois in the double OTs and all that kind of shit. We lose a heartbreaking fashion there. And then, <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, I'm, I'm dying here. And then, um, wrong pipe, but is that a sip of a drink? I'm sorry. I tagged um, you about this game. I was like, man, I wonder if you, Zero Dark Tony would come out of retirement because it's like your two loves, Michigan versus Indiana. Yeah, and I did. And and it was uh, the fandom, obviously, is, is always more. But I really did. It was a must-win game for Michigan. Um Implications for both teams, obviously, but more so for Michigan. They had to get a win here against the top 15 team to pad the resume, to get, you know, make a little bit of a a, a case for getting in this thing. They're still on the bubble. Got to have a good showing. I don't know if we necessarily need to win the Big Ten, but we probably need to win the Big Ten, I think, uh, to, to get in there. Yeah, it looking was at the standings, I think they'd have to, they'd have to win. The only thing I'm kind of hanging my hat on is the way we played those last two games and the way we did lose. I know it doesn't play as much of a factor as, say, like a football uh, you know, scenario does, but we, we weren't blown out. We were in those games. So I'm hoping for the best. We need to go on a run. Um, you know, I've said it before. Hunter Dickinson, is the he's a classic NCAA March Madness type of player. If he's on your team, you love him. If he's not, everyone thinks he's a punk. The kid can play. He played his heart out. Kobe Bufkin with a, just an outrageous turnover at the end of the game when you got a chance to to, to shoot a three ball to, to, tie, to tie this thing. And it was just – they turned the ball over. They shot themselves in the foot so many fucking times over the last month. And I, I feel like I can point to like three or four turnovers like that in a spot like that. And it's just yeah. been the fucking difference. So that Dang. was a – that was a tough thing in that conference too. One team that you just passed, well, Michigan just passed in the conference because they're absolutely fucking falling apart is Rutgers. Yeah. Rutgers is a team that's falling apart. Um, They've lost 
they've lost six of their last 10 and some of them are bad losses. I mean, it just, they just fell apart. I don't know how else to say it. They were off to a good start this year. I actually have them as an outright two at hundred to one, you know, barely anything on it, but still, I just think they're probably dead now too. They lose to everybody now. What did you get Kentucky at? Because, you know, Kentucky has a big win against Arkansas. Kentucky's had some nice games here over the last two, three weeks. And, you know, it is still, you know, uh, it is still Kentucky. And and it is it is still – they still got the players to do some things. Big win over Arkansas. What did you have Kentucky at? I didn't get them. Uh, they're one of the one of the few teams I have. Oh, no shit. Teams. All right. Not a, not a Coach Cal guy. What, do you don't... hate Italians? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I took um I honestly don't think I have anyone you from didn't the say, SEC. Oh, you, I might have uh You didn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> still still not saying no. Okay. No. I got Missouri <laughs> at 100 and I think that's it from that conference. Oh, and Auburn at 120. So, we'll see what happens. Who at 120? Auburn. Auburn at 120. That's right. Yeah, I think um, the one team that I, you know, I, I Penn State comes up, comes from behind, beats Maryland. Uh, just a team that just confuses me. You know, when I watch them, I'm like, or when I bet them, rather, they Penn just State look, or Maryland. Maryland's a Maryland's a team that I have. I can't say anything bad about. We've won so much money on Maryland this year. Um, but Maryland is, has done this a little bit where they've let some leads go. Uh, I still think Maryland is a team in the tournament to where they can wear you out offensively because they can score in bunches. And come tournament time, it's a little bit more urgency, a little bit more stressful at a time. Kids are a little bit more antsy to try and score buckets. And you get a team that hits two, three, four threes on you in a row, look out, and Maryland is capable of that. With that said, this Penn State team is feisty. They just – they're – Penn State, Northwestern, they they just all kind of remind me of Nebraska. They're, they're like the three same teams to me. And mm-hmm. I think uh, Maryland is a team that, you know, can make a little bit of noise, but a team I am super excited about, and I will be riding them, is West Virginia. Huge win over Kansas State. Um, they're in the tournament as far as I'm concerned. I'd like to see them win a couple games here in the tournament as well, uh, in the conference championship. But Big, big, big game. They have some weapons, man. I love that Eric Stevenson from outside. He can shoot the ball. They play hard. It's Huggy Bear. It's West Virginia. Look for them to make a Sweet 16 Elite 8 run. I really like West Virginia. Dude, the Big the Big 12 is insane. I mean, they have one team with a losing record, and they're 15 and 16, Oklahoma. That's the only team in that conference with a losing record. And, and they barely, barely have a losing record. And that team beat Alabama by, like, 15. Yeah, like this is the Big 12. They should all make it, no questions asked, because they that is by far the hardest conference in the nation. That is well, insane. I still think there's teams like TCU, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. Those teams benefit. Obviously, every team benefits from doing well in the tournaments because you improve your seeding. But as far as a psyche thing goes, TCU, they still have a big injury, I believe, but Forgive me, you guys know I'm terrible with names. I don't know what his name is, but I know it's a big injury. I don't know if he's coming back or not, but their season has kind of changed since old boy went down. Um, 
But TCU's one thing I like to see, and it's I mean, they're rightful favorites, Kansas, because I mean they're obviously leading this conference, but they're the only team with a winning away record, which I like to see for the tournament, too. Yes. And here's another thing that we need to talk about too. When you talk about college basketball, you talk about experience, you talk about coaching matters, you know, Mar uh, you know, January, February, Izzo, you hear that shit all the time. Well, Bill Self is one of these guys who's sticking his nose and like, hey, guys, I'm also one of the all-time great college coaches here. He wins this. It's back-to-backs, and this is his yeah. number, and this is number three. So you, I'm telling you right now, Kansas is a team that we all know is probably the class of college basketball. You could argue Alabama. We've been saying all year there's no clear-cut one, but I think if you pooled the country or pulled the country rather, you you would. I think a, a vast majority would be on Kansas to win this thing. Bill, Self yeah, like I'm sure when the brackets come out, they're that one seed where you're like, you, you just have them going to the championship game. It's like you want to pick an upset, but I bet when you put them on paper against any other team, you're gonna be like, well, damn, I gotta pick Kansas here. Well, listen, here, how about this? Kansas loses on Saturday. Alabama lost on Saturday and Houston wins on a buzzer beater over Memphis. So, you know, your top three teams are all there. Uh, you know, three of the top five teams are all right there losing and whatnot on that Saturday, the final Saturday of the season. And it's just, it's just chaos. It's March. Here's what's, yeah. Here's what's crazy about Kansas. Their losses this year are against Texas, Iowa state, Baylor, TCU, Kansas State and Tennessee. So, like, I guess, yeah, they obviously can lose in the tournament, but like, but that's a lot lose, of Big Twelve on Big Twelve the games. Crime. They sh- huh? That's a lot of like Big Twelve on Big Twelve crime. You know, that's, that's like- what I mean. That and then you know, every team they lost to was ranked. Like they don't lose to they don't go out there and barely beat a shitty team like Houston. They go out there and beat the teams they should beat, and then sometimes they can lose to other elite teams. That's it. But to me, like. They are the class of the field. Yeah, I think they're the class of the field, too. I think another team that's making noise is UCLA. Big win over Arizona. Um, Pac-12 teams kind of in trouble. A lot of those teams are on the bubble, I would say. Arizona State, tough, tough loss to uh, USC. USC needed that win as well because they're also a bubble team. The ACC is a joke. That Pitt-Miami game was a joke. Um, UNC-Duke, it always matters because it's UNC-Duke. Tough loss for for UNC. They they probably got to make a. They probably got to win the fucking ACC. I think to get in. I I think some people would disagree with me. I just I just don't see them getting in here. I, even if they beat Duke, I, I just yeah they're on the bubble. And listen, it's UNC. A lot of bubble teams. There's more bubble teams than I can remember. <laughs> I mean, you, you got you got yeah you got teams who but there's teams also who are on the bubble on Saturday that. I think played themselves off of it. Iowa State, West Virginia, Auburn. I think those are teams that were were right there and that are no longer on the bubble. Uh, TCU, I think, is not on the bubble, but I'd like to see TCU make a run in in the Big Twelve tournament. The ACC, I think UNC needs to to win that thing, and I think it'd be funny if uh, you know I think Louisville's got four or three wins this year. Wouldn't it be funny if they won and just got in the tournament? That would be hilarious because they've been terrible all year. Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, I think not not to be underestimated, the experience thing, um, a, a team I will for sure be backing is West Virginia. Bill Self in Kansas will be scary. Coach Cal's got Kentucky looking good. Baylor's look strong. 
I'm I'm uh, I'm excited for Selection Sunday. You got anything uh, else to add to college hoops, or are we moving right along? Yeah, big Sunday, NASCAR race and Selection Sunday. One thing I don't know if I want to tell everyone now. We're going to try to get together next Monday, one week from today, and do a live bracket. So we'll have the big guys NCAA bracket. Yeah. After Selection Sunday, everything comes out. We'll go uh, region by region, uh, pick for pick. Tone will pick, I'll pick, and we'll fill out a whole bracket. We're gonna we're gonna put it on a whiteboard, flip a coin to see who goes first, and we're just gonna go pick for pick, round for round, and we'll uh, we'll we'll record it, we'll put it out on video and on YouTube and all that shit. And uh, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the bracket. I'm excited for selection Sunday. I'm very excited to see what teams are coming to Albany. Um, I hope Michigan wins. I hope Michigan comes, but. I'm hoping we get some good games when I'm in Albany. I'm looking forward to March Madness. But, Brian, that was College Hoops. We're moving right along. And this week in the world. A lot happened. Are you ready? I'm ready. I had a busy week, so I don't know if I'll, I don't know, if I'll know all this stuff. This week in the world, okay, we're sticking with with sports stuff for the majority here because a lot of these stories are around sports. But one that is not is Chris Rock's special just came out, and he's got his revenge on Will Smith. If you oh, haven't really? watched it, it's on Netflix. You have to watch it. I know Twitter and Instagram has had some clips out. You did, you did watch it or you haven't watched it yet? I watched it last night. It's fucking I got to watch it. I'll, I'll watch it either tonight or tomorrow. The, the last 10 minutes are just awesome. But the whole thing is really funny. It's classic Chris Rock. I mean, just oh, just like oh, chef's kiss. And yeah. he, he just – he's so fucking funny. And uh, it was good. It was good to see – it's good to see him get, get, get a little final say in that, you know? Yeah. I like and, Chris. I've always been a Chris Rock fan. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it. I remember watching it, you know, waiting on uh, when he dropped him on HBO. He was like the, you know, bigger and blacker. All those ones that he came out with were so fucking funny back in the day. That was awesome. Yeah, there's there's some comics that are, you know, I think comedy and, and, and stand-up comedy is like music. I think I hate when people ask, like, who's the best or what's the best? Because I think it's just so subjective. And I think everybody yeah, like has them all. Yeah, Especially the way he controls everything. Like, he's just, it's like, a, it's, it is like watching a concert. That's what I was just going to say, dude. It's like, he's a, such a good storyteller. And it's yeah. just one of those things where the whole time, because I haven't seen a Chris Rock special in a long time. You know, he hasn't really done too much. And, and not one that was this anticipated. You know, I shouldn't say he hasn't done too much. But one that was this anticipated where, like, you knew he was coming out swinging. Yeah. Um, and not Chris Rock, but Theo Vaughn. I saw a fucking uh, short on uh, YouTube the other day, and he was like, "Yeah, man, bald's a thing. A lot of people, a lot of people go bald. I just saw Will Smith's husband went bald, and uh, <laughs> it was fun. He's that guy is so fucking funny too. But I, uh, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's a it's a good watch. Uh, also, this week in the world. Actually, what's who's when's the last comic you got to see? I, I had a chance to go see Stavros in, in Albany, but I couldn't fucking make it, unfortunately. I would have loved to see him. What's the last stand-up you saw? Uh we I think the last comic I saw 
Oh, last comic I saw, dude, that was Jim Gaffigan at the Palace. Yeah. That was one. One guy I've been watching a lot of right now is uh, that Nate Bargatze. He's 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 fall down funny. All right, cool. I'll have to check him out. Yeah, he's Nate Bargatze. I know you don't like Italians, but look into him. Oh, I think that. Yeah, guys. One time when Ryan and I were working together, it was I ate Ryan. a BMT today. <laughs> there you go. I was just gonna say one time when we were working together, it was around Thanksgiving time. And Ryan was like, so what does your family eat on Thanksgiving? A bunch of Italian BMTs? And I was like, dude, no, just have turkey like normal folks. But, <laughs> yeah. So I, I wish I had a chance to go see Stavros, but he he's hilarious. Um, Would have liked to see him. Check out the Chris Rock special if you haven't seen it. It was, it was awesome. Uh, the NFL Combine has started. Anthony Richardson, quarterback for Florida, smashing records, four threes, 43-inch verticals. He's a monster. He's 6'5", 226. He looks like a superhero. A lot of talk about him. A lot of talk about big linemen running four sixes and, and four eight forties. Did you see any of the Combine stuff? And what do you want the Niners to focus on? Yeah, I saw some of that stuff. Um, my only question is, like, was Florida any good? Like if you got some freak like that, like were they any good at football this year? I don't I didn't I don't ever remember hearing anything about them. He was a big talk of the town for a while. He does a lot of good stuff. Um he's a physical freak, but Florida hasn't been Florida in a while. Um he's got the tools, you know, he's got the tools. You, you hear Cam Newton getting tossed around a lot. Um, he's got a good arm. Speaking of good arms, Will so Levis. like a gimmick guy. Like the, I don't know. I feel like the gimmick guys aren't aren't winning. Like uh, I, I don't know. Name name the last gimmick quarterback that won a Super Bowl. So that's that's the you know I think the majority of like football people don't don't see it. But then you look at him, you're like, I don't know. Look at him though, <laughs> you know. He's like, now look yeah, how high like, he can jump. Like he's pretty fucking sick. I don't know, you know. So I think there's that aspect of it. Um, I think at the right pick, any uh, an NFL team will take a physical freak like that and think they can do something with them. So I just well, didn't like know the Niners' offense. Like you got Trey Lance, the offense was terrible, and then you, as soon as Jimmy G comes back in there. They're scoring points again, and then as soon as Brock Purdy gets in there, they're scoring even more points. And that was with CMC still, but like, I don't know. I kind of just like a quarterback that's a quarterback. I don't really like a quarterback where you need to you need to have a special <laughs> offense just to play that quarterback. It just limits you in so many different aspects of the game. I, I don't know. I, I like I like a, a quarterback, one that I know can drop back and pass the football. That's what I would like. No, I know, and and I know what you mean. You stand in the pocket there, son. Do your son, and I, I hear you. <laughs> but, like, it's one of those things where the NFL is changing. You're seeing different quarterbacks. I don't know if you're aware, Ryan, two black quarterbacks were in the Super Bowl this year, but they, they, they're they – no, they're, no one said that yet. No, the NFL – yeah, exactly. The NFL is one of those things where – this kid is, though. He's just a raw talent, but you are right. Like, the stats that I just said, the high jumps, all the things he's done, the the other guys, the, like the company he is with within in these records he broke, none of them really panned out to do anything. So it doesn't really mean anything, but it is just cool. You're like, holy fuck, do you see how high that guy just jumped? Like, it's pretty badass, you know? Yeah. So the NFL Combine was good. Um one of the all-time lines uh, so far that's come out of the NFL Combine was 
Will Levis, quarterback from Kentucky, another uh, pretty high prospect. They said, "Why are you wanna? Why did you come here to throw on pro day?" And he's like, "Because I have a cannon and I wanted to show it off." <laughs> I mean, it was just some people say he's a douche. Some people say you don't say that stuff. I was just like, "Fuck it!" I just love that answer. He's a kid being honest. He's at the combine. He's like, "I'm about the fucking slick." Fuck it, you know? Yeah, I'd rather have the guy with a cannon than some guy who can do you know 900 pushups. I'm not <laughs> yeah. trying yeah, to good. trying to complete passes, not complete. Uh, what are they called? X games or X whatever those fucking things are called. Yeah, have you have you watched any of the combine? I really haven't watched a ton of it. I've watched some of it. So part of what I watch too is like, um, I do like watching the guys lift. I don't know why. I always have liked it, like the two twenty five. I know that sounded. Super You've been weird. kicked out of a lot of locker rooms, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, that fucking weird guys in here getting yeah. stared. Yeah. Uh, Big tone, not allowed in any YMCA. Yeah, that guy hasn't touched a weight. He's just looking at everyone. No, <laughs> I just I think it's cool to see, like, when you see somebody who doesn't look like they should be able to do as many reps as they do, I always like that kind of stuff, like watching D-backs do it. Yeah, I like when they lift. I like when someone's lifting something and the bar's bent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like – The bar like, is – the bar can't handle it. Like That's Mark, impressive. Like – like Mark Henry back in the day in the WWF, like doing fucking yeah. deadlifts and shit like that. Yeah, that's what I mean. I want – if the bar isn't bent, I ain't impressed. <laughs> that's too good. Yeah, Combine is going to be interesting. Um, a lot of a lot of talk coming up about the Bears and what they're going to do in trade-wise. Is Saquon going to be a free agent? Is Danny Dimes going to come back to earth? Geno Smith just signed, I believe, 160 oh, – 106 million dollars but 52 of it guaranteed for next year i believe i think it's a great great deal for both sides you know you tip your cap to gino that's it's a good lesson in perseverance kids don't give Dude, up should be should be two wins a year for the niners for over the next three years so that's great gino yeah exactly and say what you will but i think it's a good move by the organization to build you can pay a guy this guy made $17.4 million in his whole entire career, Geno Smith. He's going to get $53 million guaranteed. He almost quadruples that. Three times that. <laughs> Check that math. He's getting a lot more. He's nearly doubling his total earnings, folks. And I think it's smart from an organizational standpoint because, one, you don't have to waste a pick on one of these draft picks. Or you still can, and you can kind of, you know, you know, well, you good know, for him. good for him for just grinding it out and getting paid eventually. That's yep. good for him. I don't disagree with that at all. I think I was, I, I saw that and I was like, okay, I saw that the Cowboys um, tag Tony Pollard, uh, Derek Henry is on the market, I believe, and we still have the Rodgers and Carr stuff. So the NFL will be interesting. Speaking of the NFL, did you see what Jackson Mahomes did? No. What are you doing? Oh my god. He's dude. always doing something fucking bad. Yeah, this is this is not good though. This isn't like, oh, you're being cringy, dude. This is big, this is just sexual assault. He's at a fucking like bar club and he goes over to the owner of the bar and club and like forcibly grabs her like by the back of the head and starts kissing her. And she's like doing one of these, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. He give he goes away. And she's standing there, and you can tell in the video she's like stunned. She's like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. 
happened there? Like almost like she got sucker punched. It was like, which one of y'all hit me? You know? Yeah. Then he comes back for seconds, like a fucking sick fuck. Jackson Mahomes is in hot, hot water right now. Yeah, what's up with this kid? It's like he got hit in the head or something. He's just fucking dumb. Well, here's what I find crazy about it. It took him all of two weeks. People were coming around on Jackson Mahomes. And and part of it was because Jackson Mahomes last year was a pain in the ass. Him and, and Mahomes' wife always in the news. This year, you didn't hear from him until the Super Bowl ended, and everyone was like, oh, good for him. You know, <laughs> now that they won, Pat's like, who cares? We won. Everyone's embracing it. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, they definitely like, had him tied up. He was hogtied somewhere, not allowed to move until they won the Super Bowl. Then they right. let him lose. Then they or, he, or he chewed through the ropes. <laughs> He's got some chompers on him, man. He could chew through the rope. But he chews through the rope. He starts doing these corny-ass dances. And it's it's one thing to do the corny dances. And everyone's like, you know what? That's just this thing. Fuck it. I'm kind of coming around on the guy. You heard Shane Gillis and Joe Rogan talking about him on, on their show. And, like, saying how, you know, fuck it. I kind of like that they don't give a fuck. Well, this is a step too far. You can't fucking grab someone by the back of the head and forcibly kiss them. Patrick Mahomes is yeah. uh, is 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 just winning a Super Bowl, just had an MVP season. He's a billion-dollar quarterback. I think it's safe to say we will never, ever see Jackson Mahomes again, and he's probably going to have to pay some type of civil fucking suit fine here, I would think. Yeah, you'd think. I mean, the kid's a total loser. We we know this. I, I don't – I'm not surprised to hear him back, but like you said, it has, it's been a while, so I'm convinced he was tied up somewhere. Let me ask you, where do you stand on sexual harassment? Against <laughs> <laughs> right. it. Yeah, just wrecked him, damn near killed him. Yeah, you know? I'm not, uh, not into it. So yeah. uh, not into Jackson Mahomes, <laughs> not into that whole thing. They're and here's the thing. It was one of those videos where, like um, – you know, and I'm not, I, I hate I hate when topics like this come up because I hate sounding like the white knight dude like, and everyone's like, dude, she's not gonna fuck you, like you know that crowd. <laughs> I hate those fucking people. But this was like kind of a tough watch in the sense of like you're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And then yeah. the lady's like, you know, what the fuck was that? And then he comes back for a second. What are other like, people? What are other people doing I, in the that's video? What, that's what I. That's why I'm saying this. I was like, where the fuck is everyone? Like yeah. they're in there's they're like there's tables. They're not in some like secret location. How yeah. does somebody not grab him by the fucking back of the neck and drag him the fuck out of there? I was stunned by that, but it was a tough watch. Jackson Mahomes, uh, what a fucking douchebag, total scumbag move. We all make yeah, I feel mistakes, like some places around here he might have been dragged right out of there. You like, gotta just kick the shit yeah. out of somebody like that. That's not okay. Especially the second time. It's one thing. We've all seen that drunk guy who gets a little too, oh, I love you, and handsy. And it's like, okay, buddy, time to fucking go. Yeah. You know, you give the warning. And after the second or third He's time. He's like, oh, hey, I used to watch you lift weights. <laughs> yeah. You give, all right, big guy. It's like, dude, <laughs> get your hand off my shoulder, sir. Um, yeah. So just an all-time dirtbag move. Speaking of dirtbags. Job motherfucking Morant is trying to blow $300 million contract. It's it's an old – did you see what he did? What did he do? I heard him. I heard about – I told you I had a busy week. No, but I did read something about John Morant, and then I was just like, nah, I don't care about him enough. 
Right. John Morant goes on IG Live. He's in the club. He's got his shirt off, necklace on. That's harmless enough, right? You know it's not harmless enough? Put, putting guns up. <laughs> He's been suspended by the NBA. He has since deleted his IG and Twitter and all that. This kid is the biggest fucking idiot on the planet to the point where guys like Shannon Sharp, Jalen Rose are going on their platforms and just pleading. Dude, stop it. Jalen Rose was giving him like the uncle speech. He's like, dude, I I was you. I was a kid from the hood. I was a and and by the way, Jalen Rose. A lot Rose of people was. are saying though that he's just a fake gangster. Like exactly. he's not a gangster he, he at all. Wasn't. Yeah. So but everybody also is saying like Memphis is Memphis and you know it's it is what it is and it's tough. No, he's putting himself in bad situations, and that's what Jalen Rose was telling him. He's like, dude, I get it, but this is not what's going on. If you're gonna listen to anyone, listen to me. Of course, it was just a very Michigan move by Jalen Rose to step up and try and help this kid. Um, he, he, you know, you hear stories. The other story is, you know, he goes to a mall because somebody was mean to his mom, mom and he rolls in there nine deep, and he's beats the shit out of a fucking security guard. He beats up a 15-year-old kid. He's just doing dirtbag moves, scoring 50 points a fucking night, being a top four player. He just needs to get to the end of the season in a $300 million contract awaits him. He can't do it. I, yeah. I don't know what's wrong with this kid. If you were Memphis, would you fucking try and trade him or pull the plug? What would you do? Yeah, I'd probably try and trade him. Uh, some team out there is not going to give us shit about any of this and just want to win. So, I don't know. You get those coaches like the Alabama head coach, you know. that's a per- that's a- If he was an NBA coach, he'd be looking to hire this John Morant immediately. <laughs> yeah, for sure, Nate Oates. That's yeah. where this is different, though. These aren't college kids. These are grown. This isn't the coach's fault. This isn't the coach's job to say, hey, son, you got to stay in and check – no, these are grown men who are professionals. That's not an NBA's coach to say, hey, Ja, you got to make sure you're on the straight and narrow. Nope. You're the franchise player. Stop playing with fucking guns. Stop hanging out with fucking gang members. You went to a private school. Everyone has seen the meme and the Eminem 8 Mile rap over it. And I'm not saying John Moran's not tough. I don't know about any of that stuff. I'm just saying, let's say you're the toughest person on the planet. Let's say you're fucking Ray Allen from He Got Game. You're fucking flipped from above the rim. You come from the goddamn gutter. You got out. You got yeah. out. Yeah. It's, Don't even throw up guns. Wasn't ever. this the whole reason? Yeah. It's weird. Plus, if you're in Memphis, you're you're playing basketball there. But like, why are you in? Why are you in the hood? You. You don't have your $300 million contract, but you have enough money to not be there. Like, and I don't think you really are there anyways, but you're acting like you want to be there. That's the weird thing is like, why are you acting like you want to be there? You don't, you're not even there. You're either there or you're not. You're not there. You're traveling, playing basketball. So what are you, what are you? It's just weird. And that was like Shannon Sharp on on the sideline. That was who he was arguing with. Like, yeah. You ain't about that, son. You ain't about that. You know yeah, I mean, that's a, a fucking monster. Yeah. But I don't know. I was just – I saw the video, and I was like, oh, my God. Like – Didn't Shannon Sharp just try to fight someone while he was wearing a woman's sweater? 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, that woman's sweater is a 3X probably. And the it's color one of those scenarios, like you never fuck with the guy who's wearing a woman's sweater. <laughs> yeah. like, that guy is harder than everyone. Yeah, exactly. You also don't fuck with a guy who's 6'4, 286 with a uh, 0% body fat. And, yeah. And all How do you, where you even, so he must have got that at Lane Bryant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's sponsored. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Dude, um, yeah, so John Morant, interesting what's going to happen there. Uh, kind of sticking with the NBA, you see the, the Knicks rattle off nine in a row. They beat the Celtics last night. You saw KD and Luka get into a kind of a little back and forth. Luka saying, dude, talk shit the whole game, not when you're up in the last three seconds, you fucking pussy. The NBA is starting to heat up. Have you watched any NBA? What's your thoughts on uh, the, on the NBA moving forward? No, I do. I do think Durant's kind of a pussy, but uh, but he's good. Um, yeah, I'm a got Durant some loaded guy. Teams now. Yeah, there are there are some loaded teams, no doubt about it. Uh, the Knicks ha- pick up heart, and it seemed to change the whole team really. And Julius Randle and everybody's playing fucking phenomenal. Quickly, quickly's playing really good. Yeah, really good. He played great last night again. Yeah. Um, but they they look good. Someone uh, someone I saw bet quickly like a hundred bucks on them to win six man of the year before the season started. And it's to win, I forget what it was like 50 grand or something like a hundred bucks be, on it. And, uh, be a big and now he's like the favorite to win six man of the year. No shit. Yeah. yeah. That'll be a nice return for sure. Um, yeah. The NBA will be interesting. Uh, Warriors starting to get healthy. I think Steph's coming back or he just came back. So <clears throat> we'll see. It'll be interesting down the stretch. Yeah. I want to see, these super teams like the Suns and stuff are going to be would be interesting. Well, as of tonight, Russell Westbrook is playing uh, in the with the Clippers and had two fans ejected because he's a gigantic pussy. And you want to talk about an athlete losing his fucking mind? I can't wait for the thirty for thirty on Russell Westbrook. The triple double, no one gave a fuck about because that's just like. His story, like a good player, smashed all these records for triple doubles, but just can't shoot the basketball, doesn't have a good basketball IQ. Great motor, great yeah. dunker of the basketball. He's so fucking rattled that two fans can't heckle you. Dude, shut the fuck up. They didn't talk bad. They didn't They didn't trash you. They didn't say this word or that word. You got to eat regular fan stuff. I thought it was a pussy move. And then he relished it. He's like, you too, out of here, like a total yeah. fucking loser. So, he's, been, he's been pretty bad for a while now, so I think it's just wearing on him mentally. And hand up. I've said for years he was one of my favorite players to watch because I thought he played hard. He dunked the ball hard. I liked him in OKC. But he's just a fucking baby right now, and I don't like to see it. Um, yeah. Moving right along, spring training has started for the big leagues. The Martian. Uh, Jason Dominguez goes yard for the Yankees. The up-and-coming prospect, Anthony Volpe, looking very good as well. Um, but we have some new rules in uh, effect, and they're trying out some other stuff. Have you seen any of this pitch clock stuff? And and do you have any thoughts on No, that? I thought there was – yeah, so I saw some things about that. Um, I got a question, too. Did they try the – so, one, I, I'm in a fantasy league now for baseball. I'm getting back into it. So Nice. I'll know the players soon enough, and you know me pretty well. Yep, you're going to be a psycho. I love it. Half in, I'll know. I'll know my shit soon. And then 
One of the best I, baseball players I've ever played with. You, Trip, my buddy Radden. Yeah, Trip's in this league. Yeah. And I um so I read something, but I didn't I like something happened, I couldn't read more about it. But did they try the DH in both leagues and have they done away with that? I think they're doing away with it. I don't know for sure though, but they they did try it in both leagues. I think they're I think they're um doing away with it. So then they're doing Actually, this- you know what? Actually I I take that back. I think I'm wrong about that. That they're I don't, going away with it? Like you think they're gonna keep it? I think they're gonna keep it. I think I know there's I, I know there's speculation. I'm I'm I've I've heard both. I don't know for certain. I don't want to talk out of school, but so then this pitch clock rule, is that something that they're gonna do or they're just trying it out and they don't know if they're gonna do it? Oh no, the pitch clock is happening. Last year or it's gonna happen for this year? No, I believe it's happening this year. That okay. that's a that's a big one. And Max Scherzer and guys like that, um, Wandy Peralta on my squad, it is advantage pitcher because they're quick pitching, they're holding the ball because you can only step out of the box one time per yeah. AB. So they might get like an 0-1 count or a 1-0 count, and Scherzer just holds the ball for 20 seconds. There's it's I don't like it right now. I don't. But I think I think it might grow on me. I'm willing to give it a chance. I wonder how much they could even speed it up because, like, a regular game is what three hours. So they're chew- they're chewing off, I guess, almost like 22 minutes. Games have been averaging like two hours and 22 minutes this spring, and I guess games are normally like 248 or 252 or something like that. So it is working. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not. But also, what the difference is too is they're they're experimenting with shifts. You know, like the shift as we know it. You can't have like shortstop can't be on the second side part of the base, um, but you're seeing them move outfielders now to kind of play that. They're playing two outfielders, left center, right center, playing a guy like almost softball. So you're seeing a bunch of different things, um, just to like work their way around the rule. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, exactly to try yeah. and work their way around the rules. What about um, what about the rule where I saw someone was. I don't know if this was only for extra innings or not, but someone was going to start on second base. So they did that last year. Are they keeping that? I don't think so. I believe that one's gone. Okay. I and that was just for extra innings? It was just for extra innings, and I think it was just for the regular season. I don't think they did it in the playoffs. All right. But that's that's the other thing that's confusing, and I will I will get more up to speed on baseball here soon, guys. But I'm so balls deep in basketball and golf and everything right now. But yeah. they have a bunch of different things that they're trying out. The the pitch clock is one of them. The other one too that I didn't like at first, like the bigger base. It doesn't make a difference. You don't really notice it's it doesn't it's a bigger matter. base. They made a bigger base for safety reasons. Blah 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 blah. It's stupid, but yeah, I don't think anyone would ever notice. No, it really doesn't make that big of a difference. But one thing that is making a difference to baseball is you're seeing guys steal more bags because of this pitch clock. It changes the whole dynamic because it's almost like you're going to, if you know, say it's football and you're blitzing and you see the play clocks going down, you can send the house. Yeah, then you know when they start running. That's cool. You, you know. So that's why I'm willing to give it a little bit of a chance and see what – I think there's going to be a pitcher allowed to pick off. Like if you get down to one second left to pitch, are you allowed to throw over to first? So this is the other thing. You're only allowed one pickoff. Whoa. Yeah. 
So I don't like that either. Yeah, that's tough. So it's going to be I feel like I would mess up if I played one way my whole career. I, I feel like I would definitely mess that up during a game. It's going to be interesting what happens for sure. And I, I know you said you were getting back into fantasy sports. I was talking to my buddies about fantasy sports. And part of me wonders this is a, a piece of is a question to you. Is a piece of fantasy sports dying because gambling is legal everywhere now and people can just do day-to-day stuff on their phone and the fantasy football and fantasy baseball with your buddies doesn't hold as much weight these days? Um, I don't know because the group that I hang out with, like our football league will never die. Um, like football. Main, I have two main football leagues and I don't think they'll ever die. And, and football might be a bad example because it's week to week. But baseball least... was, though, because just like you're saying, that's why I got out of it. <laughs> that's like I daily came around and stuff, so I stopped playing fantasy baseball. Yeah, it, it's just an interesting thing to where where me and the boys, would this time of year, we'd be a lot more excited for fantasy baseball and draft talk and lineups yeah. and mock drafts. And we just don't have it right now. It's not because yeah. we're not excited for baseball. But I think it's because we all are betting on our phones. Yeah, there's other stuff on the line. Like back in the day, you didn't have anything but doing a mock draft. So that's that's it. Now you got action everywhere. Exactly. Hey, last thing for this week in the world. I know it was a loaded one, but UFC John Bones Jones solidifies himself as the GOAT. Just a, whew, just a walk in the park, a big yeah. yawn. Um, you saw Grasso, the plus 600, the big underdog, the woman there. She comes in there, shocks the world. I, I watched a decent amount. I was kind of in and out of it. What did you – did you watch any of the fights? Yeah, I like the fights. I, I saw Bo Nickel. I don't know if you saw him fight or not. <laughs> I saw him, that, the kid from Penn State. He made – yeah, he made quick work of, of his opponent. That was expected. I mean, he was like minus 1,400, but – Choked him in the first two minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw. So that. I want to see him. I want to see him fight some tougher competition. That one, everyone knew he was going to smoke him fast. I want to see him fight fight someone better and, and see how he does. Okay, what did That's you think from that? John Jones. I mean, that was like to me. He's like you can't bet against him until he tells and until he proves otherwise. Like he's he's the man. And uh, if he fights again, will we see him fight Naganyu? No, because Francis is gone. I know. I know he's gone, and I know he said he won't come back, and he's not coming back because he couldn't do other stuff if he's with the UFC. But, like, people – Man, if they did that, that that would break every record. That's what I'm saying. And I think that's the only guy, right? I mean, who else Yeah, if if everyone wanted to make a ton of money, which they all do, that would be – that'd be the way to do it right there. The problem with that is, like, what if Francis wins and you're like, now he's stuck. You know he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, and, he, and now he's your champion. So it's like you just got to think about all that stuff. But for for a money grab, I mean, that would be like Conor McGregor pay per view money. Yeah, well, he was there. They were shooting Roadhouse. Did you see Jake Gyllenhaal just fucking all roided out? Fucking dude. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I saw him just shredded. The movie looks like it's gonna suck. Yeah, I do like Gyllenhaal. I do too. I love Roadhouse, yeah. but that didn't look great. Yeah. I don't know. Well, th- Ryan, that was this week in the world. You got anything to add, buddy? No, that was great. You, you catch me up on everything. This, this was one of those weeks that got away from me. So, that's well, listen, one thing that got away from me and one thing you can catch me up on is 
some NASCAR. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I pitch excellence. I didn't catch a lot of NASCAR. Walk me through it. How did you do this week? And how's the website when the race going? When the race is going, great. We'll start there. Um, a lot of what I like to – I got a lot of messages today about, uh, like, I don't know, success stories. You know, people using the website, the, everything provided, the data, the analysis, and they're making their own bets, which is cool, and winning money. So that's kind of why the, the whole thing was set up. It's supposed to give you the platform to check everything out, make better informed decisions, and and go from there. As far as my own week, I was barely up um, in cup because I picked Kyle Larson to win. And I, our great listener there, Davey, he sent me a message on Twitter and he was like, hey, I'm in a league. Who should I pick? And my, I just responded one word. I was like, Larson. And five laps to go, Larson's two, three seconds ahead, just coasting to a victory. And boom, fucking Eric Amarola, who's not even a contender, wrecks into the wall. Caution comes out. So now they go down to the pits. Larson barely gets beat by his teammate Byron out of the pits. And in overtime, as you saw, we lost Daytona in fucking overtime. Same thing happened. Lost in overtime. Kyle Larson right behind William Byron. Lost my eight and a half to one. But had enough props on the day where I was still up, you know, a couple units betting. So wasn't bad. When you say the car that wasn't in contention, like somebody who was getting like lapped, like or like No, he was on the lead lap and he had a good run, but he's not up there with the leaders. Like, oh you're in your the cars at that point were so spaced out apart, you're not really gaining or losing positions. So you just ride it out five more laps, end the race, come in fifteenth or wherever he was running, and just call it a day. He fucking loses control of his car, back end, swings into the wall. He actually made it down to the pits, like, I don't know, he made it get out of the way. So yeah. they didn't really have to throw the caution in my eyes, but they threw it fucking immediately. Well, and then, of course, Larson and Byron both come in for two tires. Byron gets out by a split second ahead of him, and the rest is history. I know it wasn't, uh, you know, a $13,000 win on a $1,700 investment, but I, I did see it cash $1,800 on, like, a $1,500 investment. So... Yeah, yeah. I, was probably, I was probably up a couple hundred bucks on DraftKings and yep. then, like, you know, a couple units betting. So, the, in betting, I had, like, the Larson top five. That hit. Had Larson over Kyle Busch. That hit. Had Alex Bowman top ten. That hit. And had Bubba Wallace top ten. That hit. I went four for four on props and just missed my outright. So, overall, I'll take – that means I was seeing the ball well because Larson was winning. If that caution doesn't come out, you know, we're looking good. Well, you know what I like to say, like a sore dick, you can't beat it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know? this, week, this week they go to Phoenix, and it's a whole new package that we haven't seen. Like they they redid – this is known as like a shorter track, so um, everything's more compact. Uh, it's like one of the tracks I like to go to because you can see all the action. They don't Cars don't disappear on the backstretch, but um, – so they redid this package of the car, and the whole idea behind it is to hold make on. It I have a question. To drive. I have a question. Yeah, is it the same amount of drivers in each race each week? Yeah, they typically have thirty-six. Thirty-six cars. Okay, so when you say it's more compact, it's still the same amount of drivers and the tracks. I know this is like sorry NASCAR one hundred and one. I legitimately don't know, 
But like the track itself is tighter, or is it like the laps and the mileage is tighter? Yeah, like la- like Auto Club that we saw week one was two miles. Um, like they're basically like two miles to one and a half to one. Um, and so this week they're in Phoenix, and Phoenix is a one mile. So like if you compared it to what they did two weeks ago, to now it's it's literally half the size, and it's like flatter. It's not. Uh, it's not like super banked uh, like you see you saw at Daytona. And I think you were getting into it before I cut you off, but like strategy changes and we haven't seen anything like this yet. So you have some new kits. Is that what you call them? Or people running different styles? It's like a different package. So it's like um, the whole, they added like a two inch spoiler on the car. Like it's just, it's basically to try and make the cars harder to drive. So they, the goal I think would be to increase the racing. So you see more uh, passes and people battling for position. That's their goal with it. The thing is, though, we've never seen anyone race in this, so we don't know if it's actually going to work or not. And they have practice Friday night, so we won't know really anything until we see these cars on the track Friday night. So so this might be something you're more – I know you always want to see, like, the, the polls and whatnot, but you're more locked in this week because this is so different, I think. Yeah, this is yeah. So I gotta wait. I gotta wait and see how they look on Friday night. But one thing I will say, because we saw them race a short track, and it wasn't in this package. This was a different one. But they opened up at the LA Coliseum, and a guy that we know is good at racing short tracks that I'm gonna be watching when the odds drop, even before we see him on the track, because he's had a rough go at it the first three races of the year. But this is kind of his bread and butter and he's on a good team, is Ryan Priest. Ryan Priest could come out at something like 60 to 1, 50 to 1, 70 to 1, something around there. You know, if he's floating around there, I will have a sprinkle on it before we even see the cars on the track Friday because he came out short track, which is what he normally does, uh, or what he specializes in, I guess you could say, and was smoking the field until his car had trouble at the Coliseum. So, I don't know. I'll put him on another short track this week. Maybe he comes out and, and looks fast again. And and the odds won't – they won't be there because he's had a shitty three weeks. Question for you. Like when you're like a rookie or somebody who's like trying to be a NASCAR driver, do you typically drive on like shorter tracks like this? Like is that – Yeah, because you're like floating around like regional circuits. Like look around us like Albany and Malta and all those. That, that's what I mean. So yeah. is there any – is there any thought to taking a shot on somebody who's younger who can maybe get their first career win or something like that? That's like a hot and upcomer or something like that. Well, the, the weird thing about NASCAR is like you can't just like have a prospect. Like they have to have funding and they like sponsorships and things like that. Like you gotta they gotta bring some money with them. So it's like the way you're looking at me right now is like you're texting your NASCAR buddies and you're like, do you hear this fucking idiot? <laughs> this guy's such a noob. Well, it's, it's not like you look down at, in AAA and you're like, oh, this guy's won six races. Like, we better call him up to the team. Like, there's just so much more that goes into it than that. Plus, they're all like they're assigned to their own long-term contracts. So you got to wait till a ride's open to get up there anyways. And by that point, someone's already been being groomed in Xfinity to probably take that ride. So yeah, it's a, it's a tough game. These people that do it, they grind for a long time and then finally get their chance. So uh, you really like the younger guys that you see get up there is because they're related to someone or know somebody. Uh, but I, I like the, the career racers, the grinders, like 
Like Ryan Priest is uh he's he's been he was actually in NASCAR before and then got sent back down. And now he's back up and gets to try to prove himself again. So I kind of like that story. That's like, cool. I like that. Up. Yeah. I, I like rooting for stories like that. Well, listen, tell everybody where they can find your your winners. Um I know it's at win the race and you're at Han Yolo and you know, but um when do you when do you typically post your your when do you typically post your picks? So the main thing I have to go win the race.info. It's only a hundred bucks for a year. Um, it's just a calendar year. That's less than three dollars a race when you break it down. Um, basically, at the end of the week, you know, after practice and qualifying, I'll finalize all the DraftKings projections and everything and post those. Throughout the week, I'll post bets. But the the most important place to be would be the win the race Discord because that's where you know a lot of these betting numbers they'll come out. And they just get slashed immediately. So I'll at everyone in the Discord and say, hey, I see this number 50 to 1 here. I'm going to take it right now. So it's not telling you you have to, but just letting you know what I'm doing and letting you know what's out there. So the Discord is very important because you get the up-to-date information. All right. So for those of you who haven't signed up, sign up. For those of you who are in there, make sure you're taking a look so you can pay attention. That was Talking NASCAR with Ryan he don't win he don't take the flat air don't turn four out there boy that's talking nascar ryan moving right along to one of everybody's favorite segments ryan's random thoughts you're a weird guy ace weird guy ryan before you tell me what you got for me my mother wanted me to tell you it's reading railroad Reading, really? That's what she said. Right. I think I might be. Am I right? Hold on. Let me see what Ma said. Reading Railroad. She spelled it out for me because she knows her son's just a looker and he's dumb. <laughs> but she said. I thought she said it was Redding. She might have said Redding. Does she? Yeah. Does she, Redding. Does she have Twitter? My Ma? Yeah. She does. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, she sent me a message. It's Redding. Oh, did she? Okay. Yeah. All right. I was, yeah, yeah. I told her. She texted me. I was like, "Fucking tell him." I, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's red. It's. I think she said it's Redding. So yeah. Very good. Well, listen. What do you got for me this week, amigo? What are Ryan's random thoughts? Well, this this week, I just because you know we only have so much time on the pods. This is more like story time. So I got a couple funny stories. So, um, one is that. We had something in our family. So I found out what we had where I was shitting my brains out and everyone was throwing up. It was called the norovirus, which like is, is a crazy thing. It just, it's like a crazy stomach virus. Um, but, you know, my brother's family had it. N-O-R-O? Yeah. And so Noro. they had it. We hung out with them probably too quickly. We all got it. But... Our son, we have this thing called the snoo. It's like a thing where you lay a baby in it. I don't know if like you've seen like your brother ever had one or anything. Um, it's like it basically goes off their voice, like it's voice activated, and it'll kind of rock them and like turn and like sway back and forth. Sure, I'm familiar. And, and as they get louder, it'll do it like a little harder until like it tries to rock them back to sleep. But I hear him the other night, and he's he like starts to rustle around, so I hear it like. Going back and forth. Then I hear it like a little faster. And then I hear it like the fastest. And then he just, and then I just hear, he's just throwing up. And now like his head's just swinging and he's fucking puke going everywhere like a sprinkler. 
It was it was the worst. So but. you you guys fucking put your you guys were thinking you're putting your kid to sleep, but you put him on a roller coaster. Yeah, we didn't know. We didn't know. Like I don't know. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I just thought that was pretty funny. Um, I bet I I bet you it's kid to kid though, because I feel like some kids can I you see them rocking like crazy or like in the car they're sleeping, and then there's some like. I remember my niece, she still gets, like, car sick all the time. Like, some of them get motion sick, you know? Yeah, yeah. I get motion sickness, so maybe he got that for me. But he's Fair he was just sick because he goes in there every night. He's fine. It's just this virus or whatever. It just We didn't mean to hit, have him, you know, sprinkler system puke everywhere. Yeah, so I think he said last week, too, he threw up some yogurt. Oh, that was our other – that was that was Max. Yeah, that's the other yeah. one. Love it. So they're both yeah. just so all ran through the, ran through the whole family. So, uh, so what's the random thought? There isn't one there. This I told you. This is more like story time. <laughs> these are these are Ryan's random stories. All right, that's awesome. So and here's that's... another random story. This one. <coughs> so so we go to my brother's gender reveal party, which he's, he's having. A... A, he's having a girl. Cody, congratulations! Yeah. And uh, and it was a golf, it was golf theme because they both love golf, which I know you'd love that. That's great. And so they both swung, they both hit their driver, and the golf balls exploded pink, and they did it like perfect too. Like they both hit it at the same time, and the golf balls exploded pink. It was pretty cool. Yeah, um, but that shit's always super corny, and unless it's your family, and you're like, this is fucking awesome. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know? Do you know the Italian place up here, Augie's? I sure do. Oh, yeah. I mean, so it's fucking everybody knows about Augie's. Augie's delicious. So they get it catered there. Like they have all the big pasta dishes out on the table, everything set up nice, desserts on one. This is a Grandma Han story. So Grandma Han, so Cody's like, Grandma Han's coming. uh, And she told me she's bringing finger sandwiches. They were like, (laughs) I was like, why? She's like, isn't, isn't this catered by Augie's? He's like, yeah, like, look at all the food right here. And she did. She brought two huge Ziploc bags of finger sandwiches. They were turkey with lettuce and cheese. And the other ones were pimento cheese sandwiches. Oh, God, And so I she just, it. so, and really, like, finger sandwiches, I guess it's just a sandwich cut in the force. You, but, and, and they taste so much better. And it was from Grandma, so they taste better. How many did you have? Yeah, like, somehow she has the softest white bread in the world. <laughs> But so like we got all this pasta lined up and then just like two paper plates loaded with grandma's finger sandwiches at the end of the, the line. That's pretty funny. That's I that was such a random thing to bring. Like, oh, we're having a big pasta catering. Then, yeah, I'll make some finger sandwiches. I, I, I love that because where I come from, no one comes empty handed with anything. And grandma was like, this is my goddamn nephew. I'm bringing yeah, she sandwiches over. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I also love thinking of like the catering people. Like walking up and being like, who the fuck sandwiches? Like, no, no, it's the kid's grandma. Like. Like, well, what the yeah. fuck are we doing with these? Like, just just leave them. People yeah. people have them. We'll I get, bet you they were bad. Why do why do grandmas make the best sandwiches? One have the softest white bread ever. Why is that? What is about the grandma's it touch? Just, it just happens. Like, I've made one million tuna sandwiches. None are as good as hers. None. It's funny you say tuna because my nieces and nephews. They call grandma a bruisey's tuna. 
different than everyone else's tuna. It's the same yeah. tuna, but Grandma yeah. Bruzy makes the best tuna for whatever reason. For me, it was always Grandma made great mashed potatoes on my mother's side for Thanksgiving. They always had like this, I'm a sucker for colors, and it was always like red and green and Bah, this was unbelievable. <laughs> Tasty, I loved it. That's that's great. Congratulations to Cody hitting golf shots. Little girl, Grandma Han making sandwiches. What else you got for me, dude? Well, today was a big day. I um, I went to the dentist this morning and got my teeth cleaned. Then went to Duncan, brought everyone breakfast home. Then um, we got a new van. Nice. Yeah, nice new Odyssey. It's nice. Just the, fa- the old family truckster. Then I go get fitted for a tux because I don't know if I told everyone on the show or you or, or anyone that one of uh, her college roommates just – we're going to her wedding. Wait, are you going to be a best man? Out of nowhere, they just said, it's no, no. <laughs> that, I would have died. Sorry. But, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um. They out of nowhere said it's a black tie event. So I had to go get fitted for a tux. I go get fitted for a tux and like I don't want to wear just all black. I like think it's kind of boring. So I picked out a nice red bow tie and red pocket square. Oh my and Alyssa told me that's so fucking stupid. Yeah, you're gonna look like Ferris Bueller, bro. What the fuck yeah, so, so I think I gotta change that out somehow. But I you thought, know, you know, the looking last... at it in the book that they had, it looked pretty nice. Yeah. I think Ferris pulled it off. Steve Urkel pulled it off. I don't know if Ryan can pull it off. But I don't know. One thing I always get is suspenders because way better for dancing. I don't hate that move as a fat guy. Suspenders play. Maybe I'll just go red suspenders. <sighs> she's gonna she's gonna veto that too. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so I have a question for you. What did you get at Duncan after the dentist? Oh. Sausage, egg, and cheese wraps, tots, oh, yeah. whatever they call them, hash, hash browns. Great hash browns there. I, I, I told you we were, we won't relive this, but like you know, I'm not a big. I don't think the wraps are all that, but yeah, Alyssa gets this like uh, big coffee with like they call it sweet foam, but I but I'm on to them. It's just chocolate whipped cream. Well, listen, I haven't had that. Y'all, you got interested real quick though. Well, I was gonna tell <laughs> you a story because I. I I was curious because I was going to tell you a story because I have a Dunkin' Donuts story that happened to me actually today. I just told, I just talked to Jason about it. And uh, but what what are, what are what were you just talking about? What's whipped, whipped cream on what? Yeah, they call it like sweet foam. It's just like all it is is chocolate whipped cream. Put this chocolate with this sweet chocolate. I don't know. It sounds a little tougher. Yeah, no, when you order, you have to say sweet foam. Yeah, I just. I, I I could I would like to see what this is all about because I think I would like it. I don't love the name. Yeah, I'll show you. Well, yeah, that's what I was afraid of. Uh, I was at Dunkin' Donuts today. I swung in there. I wasn't near Stewart's. I was working. I was on the road, so I was like, "Fuck it, I need a coffee. I'm dying." Well, I pull in and there's just a car already in front of me. Like, uh, and so they had clearly been there for a little bit, and I'm waiting like two full minutes behind this guy. And I finally like catch the dialogue between this the the employee and the customer, and I'm like, this fucking guy is asking what is on the menu essentially, like, <laughs> and I just hear I just hear her listing the different kinds of donuts, and I'm like, dude, this this is Dunkin' Donuts, 
You don't yeah. you don't you don't ask questions like that at McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, Taco Bell, and you don't ask it at Dunkin' Donuts. You gotta know what your fucking order is. If they don't have it, because I'm thinking to myself, Anthony, maybe you're being an asshole. And this guy said, hey, I want this. And they said, we're out of it. You have to have a contingency plan at these types of establishments. You can't just not have a plan. It fucking drove me crazy to the point where I was a little, like, I was this upset about it. So he he pulls off. And I pull up, I pull up next uh, to pay. And the lady's like, hey, the guy in front of you actually paid for you. And I was oh, like. Oh, wow. I was like. Oh, God. The only thing yeah. better is if they were like, that blind guy paid for you. <laughs> yeah. The fuck's he driving for? Yeah. So I laughed because I felt a little bad about it. But then I was like, well, you know what? Maybe this guy knew he was like taking too long. And maybe he knew he was being ridiculous. He's like, hey, you know what? I'll get that guy's coffee. Maybe he's just a nice guy in general. Um, but I thought that was a, a funny kind of weird story that happened to me literally like three hours ago yeah <laughs> holy shit ryan you got anything else for this uh for ryan's random thoughts no i think uh i think we nailed it is the norovirus gone yeah everyone is back good and healthy in this household which is nice because it's been been a while good 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 well listen that was ryan's random thoughts it's time to talk some Tony Golf now, okay? Hey, my girlfriend's dead, you know. She fell off a cliff and died on impact. Let's do it. Tony Golf, little cleanup from the Arnold Palmer. I got back on Thursday, guys. Uh, it was a blast. You can go check YouTube at the big guys. I posted a video, like 30 minutes long, just kind of breaking everything down. Super thankful to go. It was an awesome, awesome time. Um, you know, I've said it. I, I've said it numerous times. Watching those types of professional athletes, when you go to a basketball game, sure, you're like, man, these guys are huge, and you see the difference of the speed and how they jump. It's no different at the golf course and, and the sounds and, and how they swing and, and just their whole demeanor. It was awesome, but so was the golf tournament. The golf course was playing so hard this weekend. It was windy. It was fast. I saw the was, wind was just whipping. Whipping, whipping, whipping. You saw guys like John Rahm just have a real tough time. He looks so good after day one, day two, day three, tough, tries to battle back. Kurt Ketiyama. Kurt Ketiyama. Am I saying that right? Did Kurt he really mark a putt that was hanging over the, the lip? Yeah, but that's that's to get his moment. And, and that's pretty that's pretty normal to do. Yeah. Um, in that situation. It's his first win. Uh the other guy he's still playing with is still you know, putting for money and things like that. I cannot believe that putt didn't go in for him. Yeah. No. But you really tip your cap to him. But let's just talk about him. We'll start with him. His first I didn't win, see that one coming, first of all. Nope, me either. His first win in 50 PGA Tour starts. He's minus 11 to start the day. If you want to talk about having fucking stones, he makes a triple bogey, loses the lead. He hangs in there. He gets back to eight under. He's at, he's at seven under. Then he's back to eight under. Nine under. He's back to eight under. He makes a par putt from like 15, 16 feet on, I think, 15. Just a fucking nails putt on the back nine Sunday. It basically won him the golf tournament. And then 
he gets to 18. You see Rory miss his, you know, eight-footer, just misses it to get to nine under. Harris English misses to get to nine under. And this kid knows he just needs to make a par, and he's going to win the Arnold Palmer Invitational and his first PGA Tour event. What's he do? He pulls it dead fucking left into the into this the long fucking rough. The 18th hole is like a bear, right? It's such a hard – It's it, you know, you miss it right, you're really in trouble. But he pulled it so far left, he's in the junk. He sticks one right to the center of the green, just a fucking major type of shot, a PGA championship type of shot. He hits it, then he makes the putt, and it's just on the lip. He taps in, he wins the golf tournament. Ryan, what did you think of this week's golf tournament? I thought this kid, we'll see more of him. Yeah, gutsy performance. It was it was cool. I, I kind of like when they battle the elements like that. The wind is whipping and everything. It makes it a little more fun to watch. Um, and I and I like, you know, seeing the winning scores around 10 under for tournaments. That's to me, that's a little more fun than when they're 25 under. So um I like yeah. it. <laughs> Absolutely. And <clears throat> Excuse me. I uh, I might be off on this stat, but I I believe they said over the last like 15 years, the Arnold Palmer plays like the fifth hardest out of oh, like cool. all the events. It's fifth or sixth. It's something. It's something like that. Oh, what I'm getting at is it's a very very tough golf course. Um, fun little story. The guy I was with at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, he had dinner with Max Homa. Uh, on Wednesday night. And Max Homa jokingly said that this place is way too hard for any amateur golfer to be playing in because he said, you know, his group had some struggles out there at the Pro-Am. And it was tough when we were there. Now I want you to picture 40-mile-an-hour wind, winds drying out whatever rain or water that they put out there. The green's rolling at 13 and a half, and the place is a concrete jungle. It's just so yeah. hard. And you heard John Rahm talk about it. This is a tough golf course. And that's why I say we'll see this kid again. You you don't you don't you don't play like that on a golf course like that with the top 30 players in the world breathing down your fucking neck and, and you make a triple bogey and you still pull it out. I thought it was a gutsy win. Yeah, that's uh, the other thing too, is this was a loaded field event. So, like, he beat a lot of studs. Yeah, and we're going to start to see a lot more of these loaded field events where, where this uh, this new thing's coming down, where there's going to be more uh, events that are going to be, you know, 70 guys and they're, you know, you're, the structure is changing. Yeah. You know, um, and it, it hurts people like the Joel Damons of the world that we all love, but, you know, like 150th ranked player. These yeah, are guys. I saw James Hahn. James Hahn tweeted about it. He was not happy. James Hahn's another one. These are guys who are good golfers, some of the best in the world, and they're right. It is a, it is tough for them. Those are those guys, they do get affected by it. But I think this is better for the sport. It's better for the viewer. We want to see this. I mean, yeah. that leaderboard on Sunday, this is what's so cool about golf courses like this, too. You were, we were on the 13th hole, and we had six guys minus eight. It was just a war zone out there. Yeah. Anything could happen. The 16th hole was making and breaking, guys. Uh, you know, you saw Homa start the day with fucking three or four birdies in a row, had some tough issues on the back. 
to saw Terrell Hat and fucking lose his goddamn marbles out there. I love that fucking guy. But um, I, I thought I thought it was a gutsy performance. I thought Harris English also played great. I thought Rory and I thought Jordan Spieth. I don't I don't want to say I think this golf course was so hard. Kurt Kitayama won this golf tournament. But boy, to Jordan Spieth and, and Rory, I think, make it pretty easy on him. Uh, and I only say that because I think Rory and Jordan both – I think they both left about three strokes out there. You know, Jordan was lights out on the front with his flat stick. The back nine, he was putting like Ray, Ray Charles. Rory missed some easy putts, I think, in my opinion, some some seven, eight-footers. Um, I know they're pressure-packed putts, but – would have liked to see that one on 18 go down for Rory. I think you go to a playoff. I think it might be a different story. Scotty Scheffler struggles a little bit down the stretch. Uh, you know, on actually, I shouldn't even say that. He didn't struggle down the stretch. He showed up. That shot in 18 coming up just short, that was brutal. He thought he hit a good one in there. It was just in the rough. He had yeah. to chip it in. You know, he it ends up, you know, getting the seven under because he bogeys the hole, but just a great tournament. It got me super jacked up for the Masters. Um, what was your takeaways from, from golf this week? I know you texted me and you said, hey, I'm betting Ricky Fowler for the Masters. But what else did you like? Yeah, he's not he's not even in the field yet. But I think someone said that they won't refund the bet if he doesn't get in. But I thought from reading DraftKings terms and conditions at least, or like their rules for golf that they would. I thought you were aware that he wasn't eligible for the field yet, but this was well, a yeah. But because I, I thought if you didn't get in, I thought they would void your bet. Plus, they only put like a like a sprinkle on it, anyways. Like I, I I'm fairly certain they will. Yeah, I I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, we'll see what um, happens. I love the home the home of fifty to one that we took like six or seven episodes ago. That's uh that's down to like twenty to one or twenty five yep. to one. I got him at fifty one to one. I'm fucking pretty jacked about that. Yeah, dude. Uh, we're looking good there. And then we got the players this week. The players is sweet. That's where, um, you know, this is a cool stretch with the Honda, the API, and then the players. Like three pretty tough courses back to back to back. Yeah. And it's and again, I know some people don't like what we're about to get with, with uh, you know, some people saying this is live golf now. There's no cuts. You're 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 hurting potential success stories like the Sam Burns's of the world, the uh, Max Homas of the world, the guys who battled and had to you know make their way. Even Brooks Kepka, you could say, uh, back in the day. All of these guys. Well, listen. They're still going to get to play in plenty of events, and those events that they're going to get to play in matter that much more. So if you show up and you perform, you will be rewarded. This is rewarding the best players in the world. It's not rewarding the average golfer. And I know that stinks because it's a tough living, and we all love the guys like Joel Damon and things like that. But I think it's going to motivate these guys, and they're going to get better at the end of the day. And the Tour and the Players' Championship – is one of these golf tournaments, your boy, Ricky, he's won here. He's playing, played really well last week. What do you think of him this week? Rory? Ricky Fowler. Oh, Fowler? I like Fowler this week. I got um, – <clears throat> I think he's just playing solid golf again. Like, that's the thing. Like, if you're – and he's a, a veteran of the course. Like, I don't know – He's won here. My stuff here while we're talking about him. But – I mean, he's a guy who – one thing that I worry about is he hasn't really been like – and this is recently too because he hasn't really been great at golf recently. 
his recent form at the players has been pretty terrible. Um, so that's one thing where I'd maybe throw a red flag up. The guys that I had uh, targeted here, like this week, are three guys who actually tied at the players in, uh, for T13 last week last year. But I love – and we just talked about one of them. I love Homa. I actually talked about two of them because I love Homa. I love Hatton, and I love Keith Mitchell. And they're like, and they're three, like, like one's 20 to one, one's 35 to one, one's 55 to one. Um, and then I got a bomb too. I'll drop on you and see what you think of that. But who are, who are you eyeing as your favorites here? Uh, who, who did you say? Keith Mitchell, Homa, and who? And Hatton. So all three of them, well, two of the three of them have already won this year. Keith Mitchell won our on tour so far this year. I don't think. We're talking about the players. I'm talking about the players this week. No, I know. I'm talking about guys who are playing well. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Max Homa's already won twice this year on tour. Yep. Uh, Keith Mitchell has already won once, I believe. Terrell Terrell has been playing fucking great golf. I yeah. like what you're talking about there. I like those guys too. Why I was saying Ricky Fowler was this because yes, I agree with you. He hasn't played great golf or the golf that we we thought maybe he would be playing or what his career would turn into. He's really struggled over the last five, six years in regards to being one of those top marquee players. I think he's playing some of the best golf he's played over the last five, six years. And I'm telling you, I think he's a guy who's won the, the players before. You're getting him at plus 6,000 to win this golf tournament, plus 500 for a top 10. For my money, I will be putting a, a win bet in a top 10 on Ricky Fowler because I think this is great value for a guy who's playing some pretty confident golf going to a place where he has won before um, and a golf tournament he's won before. So I really like him this week uh, for a big number. Um, Jason yeah, Day, I don't I don't mind that at all. I've been like you said, I've been on him so I can I can get down with that for sure. Yeah. Uh, a guy like Jason Day, I was happy with how he played at the Arnold Palmer. I know we we took a shot on him at thirty-one to one. One guy I was a little disappointed with with uh, Justin Thomas. Yeah, I, I, I'm starting to see a little bit of a pattern from JT that I don't really love. Of he's having a tough time putting seventy-two rounds together or seventy-two holes together. Um, I know it's tough. Uh, just one of those things where. For me, JT, he's two, three shots away from just leading golf tournaments, but he's also two, three shots away from being six back because he takes chances, you know? And, and when they don't pan out or he overcooks one into the water, it's just not great. Yeah, I'm not on not on him this week at all. So I'm on – so there's there as of right now, and I might have one other pick. I'm going to look into it, but I am taking Patrick Cantlay to win, partially because I played with him last week, but also he played great this week. He had a great finish. He birdied 16, 17, and 18 to shoot minus seven. I believe that's T4 for that golf tournament. He's number four in the world. He's playing really solid golf this year. I'm taking Patrick Cantlay to win this thing at plus 1,600 this week. I like him a lot. Yeah, I I can get down with Cantlay. I I like that too. He's he's very rock solid right now, like you said. Um, For sure, it's going to be a lot of basketball. I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say a lot of things that you would look for for this for this course. Uh, he excels at, so that's where I, I like Cantlay a lot. 
Great iron player, uh, very good with the flat stick. It let him down a little bit this week. He, he was just in some tough spots. He, he's left in a couple of weird lies in the bunker. He was one or two bounces away, I think, from maybe winning that golf tournament last week. I like Patrick Cantlay here. That's it, plus 1,600. Um, I, I, I will let you guys know. It's going to be a lot of basketball talk on Thursday, but – I will post my picks, and Ryan will post his picks, and we'll post it on the big guy's Twitter, what our official picks are. But as of right now, I'm taking Patrick Cantley plus 1,600 to win, and I'm taking Ricky Fowler plus 6,000 to win and plus 500 top 10. I'm putting – when some props come out too, I'm looking at Ryan Fox. Ryan Fox is like 180 to 1 to win. Um, I think he just finished top 15 at the API this week. Uh, hadn't played in a while. Um but I, I, this is a guy that I, I think just – if you're just going to throw a, a bomb out there, 180 to 1, whatever. I want to see, like, top 40 numbers come out and stuff like that. I don't have any in my books here that I'm yeah. looking at. Uh, but Ryan Fox was the guy I was going to throw out there as a bomb. So I'm I'm Homa, Hatton, Mitchell right now. Um, and they're like, they're like 20, 35, and 55. And then Fox is a bomb at 180, kind of looking at those four. I I have a I I know some people who will bet the same guy every week for golf to win. Yeah. Like same guy. And I honestly think Max Homa might be that guy. If I was to pick one guy I had to bet every week, he's like plus 1800 to plus 2500 every week. He has good, just a good chance to win any golf tournament anyone out there. Yeah. Yeah. So I see him at 20 on FanDuel right now. He's 20 on DraftKings. Yeah, 20 to 1. I mean, that's that's a good number. Like you said, he's – It is. And you've got guys like Justin Thomas, Kalamar, Cower, Shoffley, Victor Hovlins, guys like that who are in those same price ranges as him. And he's just been out playing, outperforming all of them. And I, I know some of those are bigger names, but Max Holm is a great pick. Uh, I might I might sprinkle some, some, some on him as well. But as of right now, I'm on Cantlay. I'm on Fowler. Um, and we'll post more there later. But, Ryan, that's enough Tony Golf for me. Yeah, sounds good. We'll post all that stuff later this week. Speaking of cool hats like this Bay Hill hat I have, the tour, the tour, uh, the Players' Championship merchandise is always fucking fire. I got to get to a TPC Sawgrass one of these days and go to that event. I would love to do that. But I will, I will go with you. No doubt. Moving right along. We're going to it. The fattest thing we have done this week. No, it's TV, man. Camera adds a couple hundred pounds. Ryan, what's the fattest thing you've done this week, my friend? Well, we're going to circle right back to the party I went to where Grandma brought the finger sandwiches. <laughs> uh, everybody ate the Augies, including myself, and no one ate the sandwiches. So I put them back in the bags, brought them home, and ate them all. That's a good grandson. Yeah, I and that and like that's after just a belly full of Augies. And then I'm sitting there and like I was like, I need this, I want a snack. Like I don't really need dinner, but I want a snack. So I got all the finger sandwiches out and I just devoured all the turkey ones. That is great. Yeah. Didn't didn't even need like I was hungry for a snack, which might have been like, you know, maybe someone has like a yogurt or like well, something yeah. small. Here's I had the, probably I had probably three sandwiches if you add them all together, dude. So our so our buddy Jason is our, a friend of ours that used to work with us as well. He's gonna text. He's gonna tell me about this because 
I forget what episode we were talking about eating. And he was like, holy shit, dude. I forgot how fast Ryan eats. Yeah. Because, guys, for those of you who don't know, this was like a thing. Like, do you guys remember in Coneheads? And for those of you who are younger, that was a movie, Coneheads. Just type in Conehead Eats Sub. And Chris Farley's just like, whoa. That was cool. <laughs> like, that is, that yeah. was, you should, that was, that was this. And Ryan can eat a sandwich. Those fingers, those little triangles, that is a snack. Those don't stand a chance, dude. Well, that's it, what I'm saying. Like, if you think better. about it, uh, three sandwiches is only 12 bites. <laughs> that's like, uh, 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 fucking saving Silverman. It's if the nacho sticks together, that's just one nacho. Yeah, like that was seriously. That's that. I only so a snack. I I took twelve bites. I don't think it's that bad, but it is. But it is three. Some might say it was three sandwiches. I'll just say it was twelve bites. Hey, do you have? And I meant to ask you, do you have anything that you've done that's skinny? Well, like the skinniest thing you've done this week? Not yet. <laughs> well, someday, someday. All right, that's also that's great. That can also be like the fattest thing you've done this week is you haven't done anything that a skinny person has done today. Today, they tell me before I get this car, they're like, "Hey, we're actually running a little late, so you can't head over here now." So I'm like, "All right, this is like <laughs> this is after I got to Duncan, I was just like, I guess I'll just go to Subway." And so that's right. I told you I ate a BMT today. I'm not even fucking hungry at this point. I just order a foot long BMT, get some chips and a drink. Yeah. And then I just sat in the corner of, of Subway by myself and I watched friends on my phone and ate a sub. What a loser. That's that's pretty fat too. <laughs> that is fat. Yeah. I'm I'm uh I'm not a big friends guy. Well, I was just I like fired up YouTube TV as like one of the first things on, and I my first click was South Park, and then I was like, "This is a little too loud in here." So then I got, I went to Friends, and was like, "Yeah, if I, this can't really offend anyone." It's so. not, it's not bad, but like you know, Friends is like one of those cult followings, and people get crazy when you say you don't like Friends or whatever. It's not that I don't like it; it's just like I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of shows like that. The people get like that with Seinfeld. People get like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, Seinfeld's one of the top five, one of the top two shows of all time. It's like, it's Seinfeld and it's The Office. So just relax. <laughs> See, so you're that guy. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I mean. But like, yeah. it gets like that. People like that. If I get like that, if someone's like, I didn't really like The Wire, I'm like, I fucking, we can't hang out then. Yeah, leave. Leave. I'm with you. The Wire is one of the best TV shows of all time. Um, no doubt about it. I, uh, Let's let's make a promise to the people. We got to try and get better. It's almost hot guy summer, Ryan. So we got to get better. Yeah, you got to come up with something. What's the skinniest thing you've done next week? Okay, we're gonna add it to the segment. Look at <laughs> you guys. You guys can't see him right now. His eyes just went like like you were in a math test in junior high. Like he was just looking for I'm the answer. He has no yeah. fucking clue what he's gonna yeah. do. I I'm laughing, but I don't know either. That's so good. Yeah. That is so good. It'll be the same stories. It'll just be, then I went to the bathroom and made myself throw it all up. Listen, I have to tell you, I have two that I, I did this week. And I got it. So oh, you're doubling down too? I like how I, 
not only we're talking about we got to do skinny things, but then we're both doubling down on the fattest things we've done this week. So I have, I have two. One is this. At the Arnold Palmer Invitational, I ordered uh, some food to go from the clubhouse. And I got a flame mignon and, uh, you know, mashed potatoes and vegetables. And I got back oh. to the room. And I was going to eat it a little bit later. And there was no silverware. And oh, I was oh, live. And I was hammered drunk okay and i just was eating this thing like i was on an island and hadn't seen food forever i ate the whole thing with my bare hands it was disgusting it was the fattest thing i've ever done in my yeah, life i don't know if you remember you did that on camera i saw you pick it up it just looked like a hockey puck in your hand you just fucking eating it like you've never had meat before yeah no i good. remember i remember doing that but also the part after the after the show was over, it got ugly in there. Yeah, yeah. Got it just dark. wasn't good. And then I had to go wash my hands after, obviously. And I just look up. It looked like I mean, it didn't look good. It it, it just it, it it looked like I went down on a cow. It wasn't good. It was not <laughs> great. So that was that was one of the fattest things I did today. Was uh, was I ate a sixty five dollar meal with my bare hands. Um, so that was one thing. The other thing was this. I got heat exhaustion at the Arnold Palmer, okay? Oh. Yeah. Now, part of it might have been our drinking, but it was about 89 degrees. It was hot, and there's no trees at Bay Hill. They're just nowhere to be found. They just don't have them. We get to, like, uh, the back nine. We started on the back nine, so we get to, like, the fourth hole. And one of the other caddies just looks at me because I'm cracking jokes. I'm having a good time. Everyone's laughing. And there's like a two-hole stretch where I'm pretty fucking quiet. And yeah. finally, Jamie Mulligan is like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm all right. He's like, all right, well, just don't be a tough guy. Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm just hot. He's like, okay. So then I have another person who's like 65 years old who's walking with us. He's like, first time in the Florida heat. <laughs> I was just like, dude, shut the fuck up. I was like, yeah, I don't really do this much, you know, down here. He's like, oh, it'll get to a man. It's it's hot down here. Don't be a hero. If you need a cold towel, Tony, I'll get you one. There's, I got, now, now I'm like, what the fuck? I'm getting like insecure. Like, how bad do I look? Yeah. But I have these 80-year-old people wearing sweaters down there asking if I'm okay. I had to sit the fourth hole out. I got dizzy, and I, I, I thought I was going to fall down. Oh, my gosh. Yep. So I sat out the fourth hole. The other caddy carried the bag for me. And this was the fattest I have ever felt in my life. And everybody's super kind. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. This happens to everyone. One of the yeah. spectators is like, Tony, I've been doing this 22 years. We get three guys who drop three times a day. It's that every year we get at least three people. They drop three times a day. It happens. We're happy you didn't drop. You're a big guy. <laughs> like, fuck you, buddy. So it wasn't, it wasn't good. I sat down for 10 minutes. I was drinking a bunch of fluids that we were walking with this police officer who was super nice, but he was in my fucking asshole the whole time. He's like, you should be pissing every three holes. I'm like, asshole, I'm fucking working out here. I don't have time. Do you see Patrick Cantley's caddy pissing three times a hole? You don't. So yeah. I don't have time to go fucking piss. So get out of my fucking dick hole, sir. He was killing me. Nice guy. He gave me one of these strawberry things. Boom. I was back to life. 
Nice. The best, the best way I can describe it, because it did get a little spooky for me at first. I held it together, but my buddy knew me better than anyone. He's like, dude, grab a seat. You don't look good. I was like, yeah. all right. So when people get like low blood sugar, like, and they get loopy, I felt like that almost because it was the weirdest thing. I was, I was out of it. And I, and then seven minutes later, I was back to my regular self. What they give? What was the strawberry thing like? Just full of like. I don't know. I made a joke. It was a gummy thing, and I was like, "What is that? Fucking an edible?" He's like, "Not in this state, brother." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> uh, uh, but luckily, I had my own edibles. So, yeah, that was that made me feel pretty fat to where I was like, "There's a 65 year old woman out here walking. Not that there's anything wrong." We're all equal, but she's older, and I'm just over here fucking dying. Yeah. And uh, so I felt pretty bad about that, but also I got nervous because I'm going to fucking Banded Dunes in August, and I got to walk like fucking 70 holes there, 54 holes there. I'm nervous now. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's why walking now. So that's why we're doing the skinniest thing you've ever done. But I'll tell you what. I felt if the if it wasn't so hot, I would have been fine. Like the golf course is like a nice golf course to walk. It's not too crazy to walk or anything. It's just there's no coverage, and it was it was hot. And I I felt I felt fat. I felt stupid. I felt like a huge pussy. I felt weak, and I didn't like any of it. <laughs> Other than that, it was a great time. Honestly, one of the better trips I've had in a long time. Yeah, I exactly. Such a, I had such a good time. And, uh, you know, I was, I was like justified in my head too. Cause I felt so bad. Like I didn't want to make somebody else carry the bag. And the guy, David, he was a good dude. Like really good dude. He's like, dude, I grab a seat. I got your bag. I like do this for a living. Like grab a seat. So cool, dude. Awesome time. Uh, I, 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 uh, I, like I said, one of the better things I've gotten to do, it was awesome. I'm a golf nerd. I really am. And I just, it was cool to go do that. I'm excited to go watch more stuff. I'm excited for Ryder Cup to come back. The PGA Championship is in Rochester. I would love to go do that. I just don't know if I'll be able to. But I'm, I'm excited for – we got a lot coming up. We got a yeah. lot of videos and content coming up. We got a lot of bets coming up. March Madness, Selection Sunday, next Sunday. Ryan and I are going to do a bracket. Ryan, this was a good episode, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to a bunch of stuff. Um, you got anything you want to end with? No. Next week, I think we'll just be. I think the majority of the show will just be probably doing the bracket. That'll be that'll be the big chunk of it, if not the whole show. So, yeah, so I think that'll knows. be. I think that'll be smart. We're gonna keep it, you know, mostly March Madness and uh, have a few fun topics here and there. But we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll come up with a good format to do it live. No doubt, we'll get you guys our picks. Follow along at Big Tone here, at Han Yolo, at the big guys. Ryan, hit the music. Happy baby.